tuning in to our latest episode. Super pumped because uh, it's our first vlog ever. And uh, love for you to come uh, join us on our adventure as we go find another uh, person in the digital marketing space, someone that I really look up to and see kind of as a mentor, Carlos Gill. So here we go. Let's go to the Phoenix Digital Summit and join our journey. Carlos has been following you for a very long time. Uh, um, what got me or what got my attention was just how you got into an Instagram live with uh, one of my buddies and it was all about marketing and he was talking a lot about sports but a couple pieces that you were saying uh, was a lot of instead of marketing by for me it's creating a brand giving value um, and kind of spoke about it here and so could you kind of touch more on why you think it's so powerful to create value create a brand rather than say hey buy for me you know, I can give you like all the textbook answers that all the marketers say, but I think the best way for me to describe it is I'm a byproduct of what happens when you create a brand. So I started in this uh, business, if you will, digital and social media marketing 10 years ago. I was a former banker at the time and I lost my job in 2008 as a result of the uh, economy and the uh -huh. recession. And you know, I was 25 years old. I didn't have a college degree to fall back on. I didn't have a social network or a personal brand. None of that existed. And I said to myself, I want to start up a business. I have no, no money whatsoever. I got literally nine weeks severance. And I have a young family. How, how do I rebrand hmm. myself? Like, what do I do? So I pretty much f realized early on, I'm not going to get a job working in banking during the recession. I need to reinvent myself. So the same day that I lost my job was, was the same day that I joined LinkedIn, November 5th, 2008. And it was through LinkedIn that I discovered that there was an entire world out there that existed that I never even knew existed. This whole concept of social media was, was new. You know, we're talking 2008 yeah. back then. Now we're in 2019. So this whole concept of connecting with people and interacting and grow a business based on who you meet, that didn't exist. I grew up in the era in the 90s of AOL and then eventually joined MySpace. But like, let's be honest, these weren't mediums that were being utilized for business or business development or to build a business brand. Within three days of losing my job, the light bulb went off in my head and I said, I want to help people find jobs. So I created an online job board and I learned how to code. And I invested my severance package into learning, my, learning how to code myself, build a website, and market that website. Literally, Dustin, I started competing with Monster.com and CareerBuilder. And wow. everyone that I knew thought I was, I was absolutely crazy. My parents, my friends, relatives, they all thought I was crazy. And I never gave up on myself. The long and short of it is that I spent the better part of the recession from 2008 all the way up until almost 2012 networking my butt off every single day, spamming the hell out of people mm. online, just to throw it out there. Yeah. And I learned about social media you know, firsthand, what it could do to put food on the table for my family. I think like that's, that's where I probably wanna go with this. You've got a lot of thought leaders out there that pontificate about how to use Instagram or how to use Snapchat, how to use Facebook ads. How many of these people have actually put food on the table mm. for their families and worked for brands doing these things that they talk about. And yeah, I say it's not to take shots at people, but I'm very proud of the work that I was able to do back then, very proud of where that work has led me throughout my career. So now as a speaker, when I go on stage, 
like today at Digital Summit, and I'm speaking about why you should be humanizing your brand or humanizing your content. I'm speaking very much from a place of in 2008, 9, and 10, and 11, when no one knew who the hell I was, I was using social media to build relationships, to leverage social media to drive PR for my company, to pitch to media, to pitch to potential clients. Um, Every single time someone would come to an event that my company was organizing, my, my company back then was called Jobs Direct USA. We were doing these events called Pink Slip Parties for unemployed professionals. So anytime someone was mentioning Jobs Direct USA, anytime someone was going in our LinkedIn group, I was almost playing this role of like host and community manager and sales director. Like I was a jack of all trades. And I recognized during this period that if you make people feel valued, if you make them feel good, they'll be your advocate for life. Not even customer, but they'll be your advocate for life. So what I started seeing in 2009 when I was making no money, and hit rock bottom financially. That as people were coming to my events and finding jobs in 2010, they were starting to refer me to their companies. In 2010 and 11, I never went on another sales call again. We got a sponsorship with Sprint to do a national pink slip tour. Like these are all, these are all byproducts of the success that I built early on as an entrepreneur based on building relationships. Fast forward to today, 2019, I've had a good fortune of working for, for big brands like LinkedIn and Winn-Dixie and others. And I teach from a place of experience and practicality. No one likes to be sold to. Mm-hmm. And you heard me say that today. 100%. Nobody, not a single person watching this, not me, not you. No one goes on social media with the intent of being sold to. We go on social media, honestly, to disconnect from our everyday lives because we want to escape our everyday reality. So we will spend time watching stories. We will spend time, like you and I, engaging with strangers. Like that's become normal, if you will, in today's day and age. And I think where brands are disconnected from this new norm and this new reality is they just see the sheer number of people. They see Facebook has 2 billion users, great. That's a place where we can penetrate and insert our brand into that conversation. But it doesn't work like that at all. So a lot of what I do nowadays is I teach brand marketers on the very basic principles of humanizing your brand, humanizing your content, being more relatable, having conversations, listening through social media to what's being said about your brand. Because if you're listening, now you can have conversation because it's a two-way street on social media, keyword being social. And if you're having this two-way dialogue, over time, you're going to build advocates. It's not going to happen right away. But even if you start off with a small number of advocates, those people then go tell their friends who will tell their friends who will tell their friends. And how many times have you seen where, I mean, you see that it, it's a long-term game. How many how many times have you seen where brands just start to dive in, don't see the immediate results, and, and just back out? And I guess what would you say to the people that are, are kind of on the fence of, hey, we're, we're doing it. We haven't seen a million dollars worth of sales in three weeks. Kind of how would you help them or what is some advice that you'd have for them on just keep on logging? Th- this whole game of social media marketing is really complex. Personal branding is complex. Content marketing is complex. And what I mean by this is that there is no silver bullet. Like there's not one thing that I can tell you to do that's going to make you successful. Because there, it's there's just one piece of the puzzle that I tell you, for example, Dustin, you're growing a business. You should have a personal brand. You should be connecting with people in your community. But when you connect with these people, what's your follow-up? Exactly. What's your offer? What's the content that you're putting in front of them? I go to conferences like this because I want to connect with other brand marketers and I want to connect with their bosses because I recognize these are potential clients for Gil Media. 
but I had to put something in front of them. I had to give them a carrot all the time in front of them to keep them reeled in. More importantly, I also have to be accessible to these individuals. So that's why I say like this, this game of social media marketing is really complex. And I think what happens is you'll have marketers that they will get on board with a platform because they keep hearing of how exciting live video is or whatever the next, whatever the next meeting, like we saw this happen with Snapchat a couple years ago. And, you know, I was one of those marketers, I was talking a lot about Snapchat back then, and a lot of marketers were jumping on. And after a few weeks, to your point, they'd be like, hey, this is crap. No one's following me. No one's watching our content. And I would challenge them and say, well, you know, if you have 30 net new views, what do you know about those 30 people? Are you having conversations with them? Do you know what their interests are, what their likes are? You know, this is an exercise that I practice on my own social media channels. Any single time someone follows me on Instagram, any single time someone follows me on Twitter, I take five seconds to see who that person is. Every single time someone comes across my newsfeed, any single time someone DMs me, all it takes is a couple seconds to qualify who that follower is. Mm -hmm. But what's happening is that brands are operating at such a high speed of momentum that they're not stopping to do just the bare minimum and, and, and the basics. I think that's why you see brands failing at a high rate in social media and you see people that we call creators or influencers that are exceeding because those creators and influencers have the bandwidth to, to sit at home for eight to 10 hours a day and yeah. engage with people. Think about it. If I didn't run a company of my own and I just focus on the Carlos Gill brand, I could sit at home all day. Just talk about Carlos all day. And I could DM people all flipping day. And I could go deeper than what I do now. I don't because I just don't have the bandwidth. Yeah. And that's something that inhibits a lot of people, a lot of brands. Because honestly, man, it's, 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 it's a game that requires a lot of time. Yep. And I think the biggest downfall is everyone wants to, if I'm spending, if I'm paying someone 40 hours to do this, I need to see, if I'm paying them this much, I need to see X amount come in. And where that, where, where the downfall is, you can't attribute a direct ROI to, I took a couple seconds to figure out that they like baseball. How can I figure out how to tie my brand into their interests and actually build a relationship? And so the biggest struggle that I see is not so much like they get it. It's just get, giving the investment to actually, all right, we need someone to do it. Even though there's not going to be a direct ROI, we're going to see an ROI. There is an ROI though. There's not an instant ROI. Yeah. That's the key. Yeah. Most people in business today on digital mediums are looking for an instant ROI. Yep. And there is no instant ROI. If there was, everyone would be doing whatever produces yeah. an instant ROI. There's an ROI to building a relationship, but you have to think through the long-term ROI. Going back to what I said before, I am a byproduct of what happens when you build relationships. I have no college degree. I dropped out of high school at 17 to get a GED. And I would consider myself to be a successful person today. How and why? Because I built relationships. Mm -hmm. Because I invested in taking the time to get to know people. Think about that concept for a moment. Making no money for a couple of years, having cars repossessed, losing a home, to be able to then 10 10 years later say, I overcame all that. I'm in a much better place today because I took the time to build relationships. People want instant gratification. It's why, it's really why Instagram is what it is today. Because you can put content, you can dress it up with a few hashtags, and you're gonna get some auto likes. You're gonna get some instant gratification. Uh You're gonna feel really good about yourself because someone in this world likes your content. If that's what does it for you, great. If you're trying to monetize, 
you got to strap on your seatbelt and know that this is a long-term play. Yep. Whatever you're good at doing, whatever your offer is, whatever your service is, there are buyers out there. But it takes time to meet these people. It takes time for them to feel comfortable with you. And it takes time to marinate that relationship. Yep, 100%. Um, and I, I know you're limited on time, so um, try and only get a couple more questions in or a question. But uh, you're big on, on the real estate. You're, you just came out with a course. Um, so I guess how where does real estate fit into all this? I mean, you mentioned you, you worked at LinkedIn. You wrote for Medium. You're doing, I mean, you're doing a lot. Where does real, how does real estate Yes, that's funny. I was at South by Southwest three years ago speaking there for free. In fact, when you speak at South by Southwest, you have to pay for your own travel to get there. So again, you know, a lot of people don't want to make an investment in themselves. But I'll tell you how making an investment in myself, how me putting myself out there at a free event where I had to pay for airfare and a hotel actually benefited. I'm at South by Southwest, not speaking on a big stage, probably speaking to, I don't know, 25, 30 people in the audience. Very, very small speaking engagement there. And I did a talk on how to use social media to find a job. And in the audience was the chief people officer at the time of Keller Williams Realty. Keller Williams is based in Austin. She saw my talk, immediately comes up to me afterward and was like, hey, like this is awesome. Can you meet our CEO? And I was like, yeah, sure, what do you do? <laughs> and she's like, I work for Keller Williams and I'd love for you to meet our CEO. Like our real estate agents need to know more about social media. It's an area that we really lack. Uh-huh. So I was like, yeah, sure, cool. Love to meet your CEO. Met him before I left town. Next thing you know, I'm coming into Keller Williams to do a workshop for their home office employees about becoming advocates of the brand. Next thing you know after that, I'm developing a social media for real estate agents curriculum for all their agents globally. That in itself now created a new income stream for me that didn't exist before. The income stream and the money I was making from that side hustle that I put away is what afforded me the opportunity to leave my corporate job. So and things really take off. And that's how things really took off, right? So I, once again, took a gamble on myself. I wanted to speak at South by Southwest. It was really notable. I've seen guys like Gary Vee speak there throughout the years. I wanted to be there. And it was really striking while iron's hot at the right moment. You know, recognizing there's an opportunity that can be, that can go beyond this. Uh, my mom and dad are real estate brokers, so I grew up in the real estate industry, but I'd never done any coaching for real estate agents. But I was presented an opportunity, I took advantage of the opportunity, I taught real estate agents over and over again how to use social media for real estate. I, I recognize social, uh, real estate agents are entrepreneurs. A lot of them don't have a personal brand, they don't know how to use social media, <laughs> but these are people that are high net worth individuals. Yeah. You know, in LA, your like average commission is anywhere from 20 to 30 grand. Wow. Right? Yeah. For one yeah. sale. Yeah. Yep. You help people sell 20 and 30K commission <laughs> checks at a time. Yep. And dude, like you'll become their Start best quick. friend very, very quick. It's funny. I ask because that's that's kind of what we're doing is trying to trying to take video and, and help there. But also there's a couple different uh, brokers that we're talking to that, yeah, trying to help agents just create a personal brand because there's so much buy for me. I can help you sell a home. But they're, we're at the point now where the internet has commoditized the the data that's out there. You don't need a real estate agent to to tell you what homes are available. It's more so creating that relationship. And you need someone to be your advocate, I think. you don't. And you're right. You don't need someone to show you a home. Yeah. I could, from my boxers in my, in my home, look at homes all day long. I don't need a real estate agent yeah. to help me. But what I do need is a real estate agent that I can trust and confide in to do all the paperwork. 
Yep. Right? Because I don't understand real estate contracts. That's not my business. Yeah. So I do need a real estate agent still to be a part of the transaction, but who's going to be a part of that transaction? Yep. So one of the things I recommend to agents all the time is focus on building your influence within your community, you know, which I, I want to bring this up since I know a lot of people will watch this that aren't necessarily in real estate, but they're looking to grow global brands. Why do you need a global brand if your business is in Phoenix? Why do you need a global brand if your business is centric to the community that you do business in? I think people make such a big mistake that they see a Gary V or a Ty Lopez or one of these like mega influencers and they're like, oh man, I need to be on that level. You really don't need to be on that level. You just need to influence people in your community. It's a lot easier to be the mayor of Phoenix, okay, <laughs> yep. on social media than it is to go ahead and be known globally. You know, yeah. I know this because I spent most of my adult life living in Jacksonville, Florida before I moved out to the West Coast. And Jacksonville, man, like back then I'd go to Cheesecake Factory and people knew who I was because I was always spamming the hell out of people. I was hitting them up on LinkedIn all the time. So I'd go places and I was like, oh, you're that guy that I always see his face on social media because I was in a city that had less than a million people living there. It was easier to stand out. Mm -hmm. But if you're trying to basically be seen by everyone everywhere, and it does, and that doesn't align with your business model, honestly, you're wasting your time. Exactly, and that that comes down to, to brand identity and knowing your lane because it's we had that we were talking about brand identity the other other day and uh, just talking about. Do you agree with everyone saying that, that Victoria's Secret should open up their line to everyone? Like, they have their lane, but it's really knowing your lane. And once you know your lane, it helps you pick up that leverage to then grow and, and into additional lanes. Um, and I guess the last thing that, that I'll say, one thing that's really fascinating about what you've been saying is this whole working for free. I, I love it because this whole thing started by working for free. We've lost a lot of money on projects, but it's a learning process. And, and I'm huge on it's not free if you could take that and then later sell it for money it's an investment exactly. i would never i would never i would never have the mindset that you're working for free and throwing your money away like you i've had to buy equipment for my company mm -hmm. right without necessarily seeing an instant return but i know if i'm spending 20 grand in equipment eventually i'm going to make that up and more because now i'm not renting equipment to do 10k worth of work or 5k worth of work like that's on the flip side like let's be honest a lot of people that get in this business of like media creation and film production and whatnot if you get like a 5k invoice that comes over your desk and you own no equipment and now you gotta spend fifteen hundred dollars worth of equipment you're not making 5k you're making yeah. 3500 you know same rules apply like i've worked with corporate clients that you know, we're doing a 30, 40, 50K gig, and if I don't have the right equipment, I'm now having to go out and lease that equipment. So that's less money in the bank, so to yep. speak. So everything that you do is a, is a stepping stone for the next gig or for the future. Whether it's investing equipment, investing time in yourself to get better, to learn, it's all an investment. And it all comes out in the wash. Like you're gonna make that money up. It's just what's difficult is justifying in your mind, like, hey, I gotta spend this. I'll give you an example, man. Recently, um, I'm in New York with my creative producer, creative director, sorry, and we go to B&H. And he's picking out equipment, this and that. And it was like three grand. I was like, damn, dude. Like, yeah. it's almost like when I go out with my kids and I take my <laughs> kids out. Really like, in my like in my mind, I've already thought like, all right, I know we're going to go out to dinner. We're going to do an activity. I'm going to probably spend like a couple hundred bucks today. Yeah. Like I've already in my mind yeah. sold myself. That I'm going to spend like a couple hundred dollars. Like that's my budget. 
And then, like, when my kids want more things, it's like, dang, like, everything keeps adding up. And I get to the yeah. point where I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I didn't think that this was going to be, like, a $500 day out with the kids. So I'm at B&H with my creative director, and our bill came out to, like, three grand. And it was, like, it was dual-channel mics. It was this. It was that. It was rechargeable batteries. All this stuff. I'm like, oh, man. Like, I didn't think that this trip was going to cost me that. Like, what the hell, dude? Yep. But the reality is like, we're getting ready to go to Atlanta to do a gig. We need the equipment. We can't show up on the scene and not have the gear, yeah. and not have the equipment. So like, there's a give and take there, right? Like yeah. you're, you're, you're a baseball guy, so you get this like, do you wanna play in single A or do you wanna be in the major leagues? Yep. If you wanna be in the major leagues, you gotta have major league equipment. Yep. And like, don't get me wrong, bro. Like there's, there's, there's gonna be a point in time where like, the right equipment will come because there's money coming in, but you yeah. gotta start somewhere. Yep. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, man, I love everything you're about. And uh, yeah, this has been great. Carlos, I appreciate it. I love time. doing stuff like this, man. No, I, I really appreciate it. I mean, man. To, me, to got- me, moments like this becomes the highlight of my trip. You know, I believe. That means a lot. I believe. I, mean, in the, I believe in the universe. I, I believe that, like, there are so many things that we don't see that happen behind the scenes, right? We connected through through Instagram. Hmm. I love to be able to pay it forward for people, and like, this isn't like self serving at all. But, uh, but I want to throw this out there because there's a lot that I do behind the scenes that people never see. And I don't boast about it. I don't go off and talk about it. Yep. But it makes me feel good because I I know where I was when I started, right? Like I still in my mind remember myself eight, nine, ten years ago. And for me now to be in a position where I can reach out to someone and be like, hey, like be my guest for this event. Come to this. Like leverage this for you, man. Like I'm I'm coming to do my gig and I'm out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, but for you to be my guest, for us to be able to chop it up, like to me that means something because this is the power of social media it goes beyond the follow it goes beyond some likes like like you heard me say today like we don't own any of this stuff yep. man. we don't own any of these social networks but you know what i feel confident that now our relationship is a lot better because we took the time to sit here and do this yeah and i appreciate that because your time is uh is a little bit uh less free than mine and and yeah it's everything that you've done and pre- like everything your mindset and everything you say is exactly in line with what we're trying to execute on and instead of taking that trip out of town is let's invest in another camera or let's invest into uh renting a place or whatever it may be but it's investing to get to the next level and and my whole goal with all this is yeah connecting with people like you um connecting with anyone and then yeah it, who knows there might be something that we could do to help um you or there might be someone that comes along that you just don't have the time to work with them and that's i mean that's that's what this is all about i just i love the way you think i love uh you gotta I mean, put yourself in the game brother yeah and, and like that's the thing you have to put yourself in the game if you want to get at bats yep if not if you're gonna be on the side Lines, other people are gonna take at bats for you. Yeah, and that's that's been the biggest thing that, that we've been pushing is go get at bats and we'll learn after. But I mean, I, I see, I've tried to help so many people where they just don't do it because they're afraid of taking that at bat. And it's like, man, just people, do it. People, yeah, you know, I think it's insecurity. I think it's psychological. Like people, I think are just they're 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 more concerned of what are people gonna think of them. Like how are they gonna 100%. be judged? Um, you know, I don't always have all the answers, man. Like I don't, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not as creative, right. As yeah. I wish I, I, like you have your guy, I've got my guy. I don't edit video. Yeah. I have someone that does it for me. So like, I also keep it 100, 
when I t say to people, like, what you see from a content standpoint is me speaking, because that you can't really automate. Or yeah. It's me, it's natural. But in terms of, like, the aesthetics, I'm not doing those things. I'm paying someone to do it. Yeah. So I keep it real from that standpoint of letting people know, like, you have to recognize what your strengths are and focus on your strengths over and over and then work with the right people that will make you even better. Grow because together. they've got strengths, you've got strengths, and you're leveraging those strengths together to be an even bigger machine. I love it. Carlos, appreciate your time. Appreciate you, my man. Go and give a shout out where people can find you. At CarlosGill83 on Instagram and Twitter. Awesome. Thank appreciate you. it, man. Sweet.